Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Hello, everyone. We are excited to be recording another episode for you. Today, it is Tony and I. And before we get, oh, hello. Before we get into our topic for the day, let's start with a little stepmom self-care. Tony, what are you bringing in the next two weeks and what are you trying to release? I'm trying to bring in patience and I'm trying to release annoyance. That's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard. But this is our first time with the boys in a month and I feel like I'm walking on eggshells because everything I say and do is wrong and my husband's on edge and he's like, you know, they've just spent a month with her. We need to be patient with them. Whereas I'm like, well, they're old enough. They should be able to get back into their routine. Like Mm -hmm. you're back from holiday. It's business as usual. Move on. Let's just get on with it. And And you want to be able to just say it to them. Like, hey, listen, we're done. We're done with holiday. Welcome back. Love you. Resume normal activity. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't. I got to bite my tongue and it's just, it's causing (laughs) so much friction this weekend. Yeah. It's so hard. It is. And then because you can't escape from it either, you just are kind of sitting in it and stewing almost like not, it's just always there. Yeah. And it will be until you can wash a bit. Yep. But we're working on it and hopefully the boys don't absolutely hate their weekend with the crazy stepmother this weekend. I hate that feeling. I hate when I send them off back to bio mom and I'm like, wow, that was great. (laughs) That was the worst weekend we could have ever had. Exactly. I don't want them telling Karen that they had a horrible weekend. Right. Especially, I'm not sure about your boys, but they're around the same age as mine. And the stories that will come out of his mouth are not the way they happened. Yes. And so it just, it creates issues. Right. Then you got more problems. Exactly. Like, I'm sure that they're going to go tell Karen that I threatened to smash the Xbox, but they're not going to say why. Right. (laughs) I don't know what happened. I was being a perfect angel. She just went crazy. Yeah. So what about you, though? What are you bringing in? I want to bring in for the next two weeks this intention of trusting the process. We have a lot of balls in the air right now. Yeah, you do. And it's stressing me out. And my fight or flight response is totally kicking in and I need to be okay just sitting in it. It's okay that we're not wrapping things up. It's okay that we have deadlines that we're waiting for and and things that they will come and it will be fine or it won't and then we'll deal with it. But regardless, I can't fix that right now. No, you can't worry about what's going to happen when it hasn't happened yet. Right. And I'm trying to release the holding in of emotions because I'm allowed to have them. Yes. I'm not allowed for them to take over my life, but I can get into a bad habit of acting like everything's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's okay. When sometimes you need to not be okay and have that be acceptable. Yes. And sometimes sometimes it's just a conversation with my spouse that's like, hey, I just want to let you know that the way this happened or this thing is affecting me. And I need your support or I need you to leave me alone. Whatever it is, I'm just trying not to bottle it up. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Because you're a big bottler. Oh, yeah. And then I burst. Yeah. 
And so that coincides with all these balls in the air. I'm feeling all of this stress and tension and anxiety, and I'm trying to just swallow it. And that's not going to end well. No, it won't end well at all. And sometimes it's just as much as needing like Cameron to say, oh, I I see you Mm -hmm. or I hear you. That's valid. It's okay to worry. Don't get stuck there. Right. And then I can let it go a little bit. Yeah. And it's like my cry that I had on Friday night. And Mm -hmm. I recorded it for TikTok just because I thought it was something that other people probably needed to see. And when I spoke to my husband about it, he wasn't here. So I was having this alone cry. And, you know, by the time he got home, I was over my cry. So I didn't talk to him about it, but he knew something was wrong because my face was all red. And I'm like, I I just scrubbed my face. (laughs) Talk about bottling up emotions. But we spoke about it the next day and it it was just a raw emotion that I was feeling. And I had this like it just burst out of me. Like, and it's not something that I can't talk to him about. Right. This is why you're my best friend though, because I had an emotional breakdown today on the internet as well, because I thought TikTok TikTok needed to see my real moment. Uh, And it was very similar to yours. And as well, I was alone. And then Cameron got home and we talked about it and he was so gentle and lovely. But I just think it's funny that we both cried on the internet this week. (laughs) Oh, it's because we're both massive oversharers. Oh, for sure. Authenticity needs to be tattooed across my forehead. Absolutely. Me too. <laughs> because sometimes I am too open. Yeah. Today we are discussing the stepmom community and the friendships that have been created. We will go into how the community has evolved and how the community can be better so that everyone feels that this is a safe environment to find support and friendship. You said that so beautifully. Thank you. And we have a guest. We do have a guest. She will join us shortly. But before then, I thought we could talk about how the RHK friendship started. It's a love story. It is. We, We have Lauren to thank for it. Oh, completely. Because we met on Instagram at the very beginning of the hashtag stepmoms of Instagram world. Yeah. There weren't many out. No. There seems to be so many more now than what there were two, three years ago. Right. And that kind of leads into this whole topic of how much it's changed. But back then, we were meeting each other solely through the hashtags. And Mm -hmm. none of us really had like branded pages yet. We were just all women doing this. Lauren was pretty branded already at that point. Yeah. Uh, she, She knew what her vision was for what she wanted to share of her journey. But she created a Marco Polo group, that video messaging app. And there were, what, eight of us on there? Eight of us originally, and then it got down to like five. I think a few people left. Mm-hmm. I think I think some people were just a bit uncomfortable videoing, and it was mostly just the three of us. Mm-hmm. So they were just like watching us. <laughs> yeah, we were their reality TV show for a while yeah. until finally it all straggled out until it was only Lauren, Tony, and I. Yeah, and we'd talk Every single day. And I know that we, Lauren and I have spoken about this in a previous episode when we did a Q&A and people were asking us how RHK started. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Marco Polo group and that's where the three of us were talking every day. Right. And it was really, it started just talking about stepmom stuff. And then as we got to know each other, we became 
real friends and really divulge some of our lives. But we talked so much about stepmomming that it was a joke at first that we should have a podcast. It was a joke because all of our husbands would be like, are you listening to a podcast? And it's like, no, it's my friends. And because yeah. of the time difference, you know, we'd set our phones up and we'd watch like 12 videos go back and forward of two people talking while we do the dishes or something like that. There would be like times where I'd prop you guys up in my washing basket and right. in the morning and I'd be responding to you guys for the conversation you'd had during your day. Yeah. And then it was your nighttime, you're getting ready for bed. And here I am going, oh, I'm just starting my day. I'm hanging my washing out. And then it's evolved now because we also talk on Instagram and through Messenger and text and we communicate all the ways. But then it was the only way we were in touch with each other. And there would be like 36 polos to catch up on. Yeah. It was a lot. It was like a podcast. It was. And Do you remember you used to make notes so that you would respond to everything? <laughs> yes yes I'd have to make notes because there'd be so many videos and then I'd catch like I'd get to the end and go okay what am I responding to (laughs) a whole lifetime of like I I had something to say on that or and then I realized that I could just respond as I watch the videos and the other beauty of Marco Polo is that two of our kids have created a friendship Miss Kay and Lincoln forming a friendship and Miss Kay's learning how to sign and she's able to sign, hi, how are you to him? And she does it to you when she sees you. She gets very excited. I love it so much. And it's been such a gift to Lincoln because his world is so small due to his disability that Miss Kay is the same age that he is mentally. Yeah. So it just really helped for him to see someone that that he could that like resonated with him like oh this little girl is like me yeah. and he gets so excited every time he sees her face I just think it's so beautiful that uh, she could barely talk when they first met and he yeah. still can't talk but it's like these two little humans bonded over our friendship and it has only continued it's so lovely but Also part of their friendship is that Lincoln was like, he's still learning to talk. There are some things that he can say. They may not be clear to everyone, but the people that are around him, like that I know when he says more, like I know, I know what it means. And there was times where he was trying to say Miss Kay's name and he'd be like, Uh and it's been amazing, especially when she was just starting to babble, he would babble along with her. Yes. And that was so, and she taught him how to blow a kiss. She did. He's, he's such a mimicker and it's the best way he learns. So it's been really special. He doesn't have any friends his age to learn how to be a little boy. And the beauty is, is that because it is an internet friendship, he doesn't know that she is three years younger than him. No, not at all. To him, she's the same age and they show each other their toys and they read books to each other. Well, we read books that they want to show each other but it's just it's a beautiful friendship and that's all come from Instagram and the stepmom community Mm -hmm. and if there's one thing anyone could take from this episode it's to give those connections a shot they aren't necessarily just what's the word I'm looking for they're not false connections Uh, they can be real if you put time into them yes absolutely 
Anyway, Madison, on that note, I thought this would be the perfect time to introduce our guest today. And I am so happy to be recording with my American stepmom BFF and my Aussie stepmom BFF that I met through the Instagram stepmom community. So today, everyone, let's welcome Bex to the podcast. Yay! Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. Nice to be here, finally. And then nice yes. to meet you, like, officially. Uh, recently, Bex and I were messaging, and I had no idea that she was Tony's Aussie BFF. Right. You know, yes. I did wonder if I should throw that in at some point, and I was like, yeah, we'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> yep. That's how the stepmom community works. You connect with all absolutely. kinds of people, and then it connects again. It's like a giant spider web now. It is. It absolutely is. And it was from my friendship with Bex that she was like, oh, do you follow sassy stepmom I'm like oh I only just recently found her and she's also another Aussie stepmom friend and then we have like our little I have my little Aussie stepmom group chat going on with them and then I have my American one going on with you and Lauren yeah and it just we all just keep connecting that way which is so wild because like when I first became a stepmom I didn't know a single other stepmom Right? Me either. <laughs> like I literally was like, I know no one. I knew a couple of like bio mums who are lovely, but they definitely sit on the other side of the whole story, you know. Right. Um, I don't even I don't even remember how Tony and I connected, to be honest. I think <sighs> when was it, Tony? Was it like it was then? just after C was born. Right. And I think you'd posted a story about well, I know I know you called bio mums Karen. I don't know what you call the other parent. But Big K's dad, I think you posted something about conflict that was happening there. And I messaged you and we ended up having this big chat about all of that. It was during the flooding or something, I think. Maybe. I just remember <laughs> you like sending me all the screenshots and I was like, oh, so we're not the only ones that deal with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny how that's how so many stepmom relationships have formed on Instagram. Especially we were just talking before you joined Bex about how Instagram used to be in like the good old days of like the first hashtag stepmoms um, that everyone was like all of a sudden connecting and you could post something like what Tony posted and you would have like a flood of messages it's like oh my god I feel that way too or I've had that happen to me and everyone was validated at once yeah 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 it was incredible but I think one thing that we've all had to learn is that line of oversharing, like the three of us are well aware of one account in particular that is using their platform to absolutely trash Biomum. And it just comes across so toxic. And I feel like it's setting a bad example for the rest of us. Yeah. It's been sad to watch it. It has been sad. And something I've been talking about a lot on my page recently is like the integrity of the community. Like, yeah. I never post without wondering what my stepchildren would think if they ever read it or how bio mom would feel if she read it. Because if there's something that would hurt her that I'm posting on the internet, then it shouldn't be posted. It doesn't matter how I feel. This is the world. Right. And I guess I had some arrogance back when I first started my page because I was like, I'll post what I want. I don't care what I post because I'm telling the truth and I'm telling my story. And, you know, at the end of the day, when my kids get older, they don't need to see that. Well, and also remember that your page got like shared by someone. And that was such a painful period for you. It was. To like be standing behind your truths, but then 
even though they were your truths, they were being thrown back at you. Yeah. And I had Karen 2.0, even though she was blocked, she had people stalking my page and yeah. she she was sending messages to Karen. Like she, she also crossed that line because I had her and my ex blocked, but she went out of her way to find stuff and was sending stuff to Karen to cause conflict within my husband's co-parenting relationship, which is just unnecessary. Right. And it's just really wild. It is. Yeah. But, you know, that was a learning curve for me. And, you know, I I did apologize to Karen not for what I posted. I apologized mm-hmm. for the fact that I did post it. I said, you know, it was a hard time. I was trying to cope with things. I'm apologizing for the fact that I posted it when I probably shouldn't have, but I never said anything that wasn't true. I said, right. so I'm apologizing for putting it out there and the fact that I can't take it back. Mm-hmm. That's That seemed to be enough for her. And we kind of move forward and our relationship is more amicable. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I don't need to keep airing out what I see as her weak points. Right. Because I she doesn't see them that way. Yes, Bex? Sorry, I was going to say, like, I think it's one thing I've had to learn is, like, sometimes it is important to share honestly, as in, you know, there are certain things we go through where I'll pick how I share it because I think that's part of the stepmom community, knowing we're not alone because I think sometimes we go through such crazy things with our Karens. Yeah, It's like, oh, no one is going to understand this and yet actually there's probably, you know, 20,000 other people in the world going, oh, yes, we had basically that experience. But it's picking your moment and I think sharing anything in the heat of the moment is never wise. And I think sharing anything, like I have moved to my content being sort of aimed towards all the Karens. I don't need to necessarily address this is one Karen's behavior because in my experience, they're all basically the same. Right. They are. Yeah. Which is wild, but you know. And And I, sorry, Tony. Oh, I was going to say, I've done the same thing. So rather than pinpointing which one of my co-parents is doing something, I will just say that you know, when I'm talking about something, because my page is more of a blog page rather than a factual page, although I do share some factual stuff sometimes, when I'm sharing a blog post on there, I tend to just refer to as our co-parent. Because I have so mm-hmm. many co-parents, only the co-parent that's done the thing will know who we're talking about. Right. And you ladies, because you you know the truth. <laughs> we have the inside <laughs> inside data. Yeah, I think it's important, though, as Bex was saying, though, that like some of that authenticity has to remain in how it feels because Mm -hmm. that's what people connect to and that's where people feel alone. So I've tried to do the same thing where I will broaden maybe what I'm talking about or say a very short fact that could not be disputed by Biomom because it happened and I didn't do it, right? Yeah. Not necessarily trashing, but like, hey, I was called a, a not parent today, right? I'm the anti-parent. Yeah. And now I am deeply hurt because I love my stepchildren. Yeah. I'm not going to not share that moment in fear of hurting bio mom when I'm not doing that to attack her, right? My The aim of my post isn't to air out her dirty laundry, but to air out something that happened to me. Yes. So there's lines, they're blurry, and sometimes I like to tiptoe across them, but they're there. Yes, yes. And I think we've all done 100%. that. 100%. So something I wanted to touch on, which I'm not sure if either of you are aware of this, but you both came into your new relationships being childless stepmoms mm-hmm. off the back of a divorce. Oh, 
it's oh, so messy well, yeah <laughs> is, is that something that either <laughs> of you fun? realized no. I did not realize that sorry but that's a that's a fun little common denominator there because it changes the game a little bit it does and I said to Bex but before coming on she was like what are we talking about I'm like oh we've we've got some show notes it's fine you just need to wing it and I said to her that there's something that I want to bring up that I think is really cool because I wasn't sure if you two had spoken about it yet no, and no, we haven't really. I was just going to say, I bet that you're not the only stepmoms out there. Like Bex has an hours baby now, but when she started the relationship with her husband, it she was a childless stepmom off the back of a divorce, the same as you. And that's another thing that you guys have in common. That Yeah, we hadn't gotten to talk about that yet because I'm a hot mess. And every time she messages me, I read it, forget about it, respond a week later. So we're still very fresh in our stepmom friendship. But I was like freshly divorced when I jumped into life with Cameron. Like one one house to another freshly divorced. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Messy. Weird. <laughs> yes. My parents asked what the hell I was doing. I asked what the hell I was doing. And it definitely changed things because just like when you become a stepmom and now you're kind of learning how to live around this co-parent, like I was still in divorce proceedings. So like there was two people in our relationship with us <laughs> as we were figuring things out and I was getting like the settlement from my house and it was it was messy for a minute. So I had actually been divorced in 20, I think legally it all came through in 2019 for me and then I met John in 2020, but I had been in like a long-term relationship between those two as well. Like basically a marriage. And that was me. Like I jumped from a marriage basically into like a long-term relationship. And then I did have probably five months on my own, which I needed. (laughs) I really needed that time alone. But 100% know that sentiment of going, kind of dealing with one thing. And actually when I met John, they still weren't divorced. And so then I was like coaching him through that process (laughs) which is so weird so weird to be doing like here I'll help you fill out your divorce paperwork yeah Cameron Cameron and I were helping each other draft emails because we were both going through it and I'm pretty sure you know how like in Alcoholics Anonymous that like first year you're not supposed to date anyone and you're definitely not supposed to date anyone in the program sign me up like I was yeah I'm gonna do all the wrong thing and I did them and luckily it's worked out really well for me I also was friends with my spouse before like we started dating and so he had had like this insight into like my old marriage I had this insight into his we both knew exactly what we were getting into and I think that's the one thing we've talked in a previous episode that bio mom did not allow me to see the children for a certain amount of time so they the first night they came home and spent a weekend with us they never left right (laughs) like I met them as they're like I am here this is this is going to be your life and like I said then luckily it worked out stars aligned for me because everything could have gone so much different yeah oh yeah and what I was going to say before is I think that's another thing where I bonded with both of you although I wasn't legally married to Big K's dad we were still engaged it was we were together almost five years I'd known him for like 25 years when we separated I'd known him my whole life Mm -hmm. almost 
And I was probably single for about four months before my husband and I got together. And like you, Madison, we were friends prior to getting into a relationship. So we did know the ins and outs of each other's marriages, so to speak, prior to getting together. And he wasn't legally divorced when we got together either. And I was helping him file his divorce paperwork. I was helping him prepare for mediation when, you know, he was being given demands that he needed to meet. And I was like, it doesn't work that way. How about you go to mediation and get something drawn up so that it's fair? Yeah. Without Cameron, I would have lost my entire ass in my divorce. And it's big, okay? I would not have asked for anything. I just wanted it to be done and like have the paperwork signed. And he was like helping me draft emails like, no, you paid for the hot water heater. Ask for that 10,000, right? I wouldn't have gotten a penny. And then all of a sudden I was like loaded for my standards. It's gone. All of that's gone, by the way, because we paid child (laughs) support. But you have kids now, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gone. That money left in the first year. Four years later, I've forgotten it existed. But without him, I wouldn't have gotten a penny. Yeah. I left Big K's dad with everything. I gave most of everything to him other than what I needed for Big K. I slept on an air mattress on the floor for like three months when I first moved into my new place. I'm glad I didn't know John before, like when he was with Karen. In some ways, I wish I did because he got totally screwed over with the whole process. Quick backstory, which I'm sure you're both familiar with this concept. Karen likes to say that I'm the problem in their co-parenting relationship. Of course. Because, and you probably will be familiar with this too, he didn't have any boundaries before we started dating. So whatever she wanted, he just gave in and said yes for the most part. And so then, of course, we start dating. And I'm like, hey, I'm not really comfortable with her walking into our house and like bathing and feeding the kid dinner before she takes them home. Um, Or, hey, I don't really think it's okay that you're paying child support plus an extra whatever money she demands on the week for whatever else, you know, and oh, hey, maybe we can actually get rid of some of those debts. But that means you need to get those possessions back. So I'm the problem. Hi. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like on one hand, I'm glad that I wasn't, I was involved in the, the legal side of everything paperwork wise but I wasn't around when they were separating but I almost wish I was around more just so that I could have been like "Mm, that's actually really a a shitty way to uh, split that all up yeah we need to do a whole episode on like divorce and blending because talk about taking half the possessions when we moved back into Cameron's marital home which became my home she had taken everything but the kitchen table and a dresser Wow! (laughs) and I had flown out of my house like a anxiety ridden bull in a china shop I mean I just had stuff under my arms and was running so we had to rebuy everything beds for the kids dressers a crib a couch everything so now we're wondering where that house money went (laughs) it went to funding this house but yeah just stress on top of stepmomming right I can't believe we all are still standing yeah (laughs) which leads back to why we need each other yeah I was just going to say I don't think I would have been able to survive mentally everything I've gone through the last two years if I didn't create 
create my page and I didn't meet the two of you and Lauren and every other stepmom that I've met. And because I have the unique perspective of being a bio mum as well, I've met some amazing bio mums who have to deal with the high conflict bio dad. So not everyone has these unicorn blends. And it's been kind of comforting to me to know that there are other bio mums out there going through it. Mm -hmm. And we don't sit there going, oh, he's a deadbeat dad, like some of them do. But we can talk about the highs and the lows and the different hardships that we have to face. And that's what we're doing here as stepmoms. And I just mentally, I would not have survived. You know, how many times have I cried on the phone to both of you? Because I'm in the thick of it and I don't know what to do. And there are things you cannot tell your spouse when you have the heightened emotions, because I'm not sure about in you ladies relationships. I know that this happens to you, Tony, but if I come to Cameron with something that's affecting me emotionally and I need to like cry or vent or cry until I think of a solution or just be seen, all he sees is my heightened emotions. And he can't see past that because I'm like this wave coming at him and he is just trying to stay alive. (laughs) Yeah. And he didn't do this to me. Right. And that's the other part is when I come with a stepmom problem to him, he wants to fix it. I'm not asking you to fix it. And I'm not saying that you did it to me, but I'm living it. And that's where the stepmom community comes into play because someone can see you. Well, the other thing is that they think that you're attacking their kids. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like we, we had a thing last night and we got into a little bit of a disagreement because we were talking about Big J's football game. And I had said like one of the kids got literally picked up, thrown over another kid and dropped to the ground. And I had said, imagine if that was little J playing because he is so light, he'd get thrown around like a rag doll. He'd just go flying. And then my husband's like, you know, you need to stop commenting on his weight. We know that he's underweight. You know, he's really self-conscious of it. And I said, but I wasn't attacking him. I was just meaning he's really light. We all saw this kid get thrown around like a rag doll. And I was just making a comment. Imagine if it was him. Because right. he is little, he is light. I can pick him up and I'm not meant to lift more than five kilos. But because, I don't know, just the way he's built, he's lighter and easier for me to pick up than it is Miss Kate. Yeah, I could see that. Well, he's like a stick, like my boys are. Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't mean anything by it. But then my husband's like, you know, you need to stop commenting on his weight. So I'm not attacking him. And if he takes it as an attack, that's where you need to step in as a parent and explain to him that it's not an attack and he needs to learn how to react appropriately not slam doors and cry and carry on because he didn't like a comment that I made. This is where I get kind of mean because I would tell, I would have told him like, well, we're not raising sissies. <laughs> so if he gets offended, <laughs> let's talk about it. Well, and I said to him, I said, Jeez. don't come in here and tell me how I need to react and how, what I need to change by what I say. If you're not out there talking to him, teaching him how to appropriately react. Right. And it's all hypothetical. He wasn't even in front of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think Good. it's all to do with the guilt they have of the situation. And I mean, you guys both have like a way higher care percentage than we do. But I know it's taken John so long to be okay with me making any kind of statement about anything. Like even for a while, you know, I was commenting on one of the boys. Well, actually two of them, both of them. You know what I mean? Like showing a lot of sensory signs and, and, and yeah. stuff. It's like oh. we need to watch this as they get older and the the shock 
for us and the offense and it's like this is not offensive you know like I get it I get that no one wants to think that anything's wrong with their child Um, right but even just commenting on little things like now we have our ours baby and you know he somewhat gets left in the dust when his brothers are here just because they're trying to make up for For a week of not seeing us that time and then he's trying to do the same and so me commenting on that to be like hey you need to actually still give C attention like you need to still be present for each of them and he gets really upset and I know it's just the guilt thing it's like but I don't see them so I need right. to and but that's exactly the point a lot of that stuff you know I'm messaging my stepmom friends rather than going to him because I don't want to hurt him it's not his fault right but I still need to like vent and deal with yeah. my emotion and and I also don't want him to ever think that like I don't want to be here because right. sometimes that. that is the sentiment like some days you are absolutely going why did I do this I, I hate yeah. this this is the worst but if you say that to the spouse then they kind of thinking oh oh, oh no my husband has said to me do you want to be here because it doesn't seem like you do <laughs> because we communicate with no filters which is good and bad and then I responded in that situation I don't remember he said it a couple times <laughs> and I'm always like no I do want to be here but I don't like this like this this is something that has to change yeah I think it's the one good thing about being an overnight stepmom and like coming in like I did and just owning my place like hi I'm Madison I live here now these are my children and this is how we're gonna handle this the only good thing that came from that is that I have given myself permission and kind of told my husband my place. So I do criticize the way we do things, how we're going to do them. Bio mom has no place in this house to say how we do things. And my husband's kind of a jerk too. So I think it's also our personalities because we're both kind of mean when we need to be. But sometimes our conversations that are very constructive and healthy look like a fight because we're like full on debating. Yeah. And that was like my husband and I last night. And I said it was a disagreement because we were debating different things. And, you know, he's saying to me, you know, you need to change or he's going to grow up and hate you. I'm like, he already fucking does. So why do I keep trying? Like he's been emotionally (laughs) parentified. He's been alienated ever since we went through court. The shift happened. So it doesn't matter what I do. He already fucking hates me because he's already been alienated against me. So all I can do is try and teach him appropriate behaviors. And yeah. try not to raise an asshole within my home. That the alienation is something that I really leaned on you, Tony, especially. Um, I'm sure you remember when Max must have been hearing things from the outside because his home- behavior at home changed so drastically towards me because he is so loving and he will every morning. I love you, Nina. How are you, Nina? Kiss me before in bed, Nina. I was like all his. And then all of a sudden he started kissing his dad goodnight and going, going upstairs without me and it like without talking to me at all and it hurt my feelings so bad and that's one of the things I couldn't bring up to my husband because he would be put in the middle of us yeah sometimes kids are just little jerks and then sometimes they're jerks that have been fed things like ammunition (laughs) they are and it's like when I messaged you the other night and it was just like a knife to my chest and it's not something that should have upset me and we spoke about this in the Mother's Day episode and Bex I don't know if I messaged you about this but I was sitting in my room and out of nowhere 
little Jay, this kid who doesn't even know when his birthday is, turns around and goes, since we're here on Mother's Day, are we going to go back to mum's place? And it was like a knife to my chest. Of course I want them to see their mum on Mother's Day, right? But I don't want to hear that. And then I'm questioning going, has Karen said something? Because this kid doesn't even know when his birthday is. You know, he was so convinced that his middle name was Raven. And he he would read his name first, last, middle. Oh. So, and Raven is not his middle name. It, It doesn't even sound similar to that. This is a kid who couldn't put his name together, does not know when his birthday is, but yet he knows that Mother's Day is in two weeks, well, from when we're recording this. So he knows where Mother's Day is and is asking, since he's going to be here, is he going back? And it was just like a knife to my chest. It's like, of course you're going, but I don't want to hear you sound so excited to go back there. That That's just right. an yeah. asshole moment though, really. Yeah. I mean, I think I messaged you over New Year's, Tony, because we had dropped the kids back to Biomum on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and picking them up like three days later. So it was only a few days, right? And we had the most wonderful, magical Christmas together and things have been really good with the boys and we hadn't had any real alienation issues for months and went to pick them up and so I like waited in the car during the changeover because that's what I do and then I had to go inside because one of the boys needed something and the boys were terrified of me would not come near me wouldn't look at me literally afraid of me like hiding behind their dad and I mean I have been in these kids lives consistently for nearly three years now they call me mama like I am their person mm-hmm. and I was gutted oh, I came worse and sat in my room and cried and cried and I mean in the end like John talked to them and found out what was going on and of course they're still young enough that they tell us things yeah. so like very quickly it was like you know Karen had been saying some things about me she shouldn't have been and then you know they adjusted and I mean within a couple of hours everything was fine again but like those are the moments where you absolutely need your community and your people to just call and be like this really sucks and it's not that there's any fixing it and it's not that there's any message you can send by a mum or anything else this just sucks. Or like the most recent one that happened to you which obviously isn't in the top of your mind but when Elle Elle got in the car and he was so inconsolable and tells his when his dad asked him what was wrong and he goes I don't want to see your wife but he doesn't know who who (laughs) his dad's wife is and as soon as he saw you he was so excited he's like mama Bex and it's like well hang on someone said something about John's wife and he's like or you know whoever my dad's wife is is mean I don't want to see her but I want to see my mama Bex the audacity (laughs) parked in the driveway outside our house saying to his dad I don't want to see your wife and then races in the front door mama Bex Oh my god! I'm like, I mean, I'm glad you don't know, but also, like, dude, tell me you're being coached without telling me you're being coached. Right. right. We had a really bad moment with that because Max came home one day and was so upset with his dad because we he had been told that we got married and didn't invite him. What? Now you know, Tony, that we are not legally married. That is not anybody's business. It's not. Yeah. We. I changed my last name. We have done estate planning so that in the 
chance that something happens to Cameron, the house is mine and I'm protected. And we did all the things except for sign that piece of paper. Mm -hmm. And we told Maxfield the day that I was changing my name, that it was happening and that like I was officially going to be there, Nina, right? Because my we were going to have the last name and mm -hmm. he understood then. But then Tony, you remember that I lied to bio mom. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's none of her business. It's just, I, she must have stalked my social media backs because I went to do drop off one morning and she said, are you and Cameron married? And I said, I, I cheeky me was like, we have a union. And she said, what the fuck does that mean? Are you married or are you not? It's an easy question, Madison. And she was so rude to me that I was like, you know what? We are. Look at my name tag. So my name tag said my full new name. And she went, yes. congratulations. So then after that, she, I guess she probably drilled Max, realized that like he hadn't been at some wedding she didn't know about and then made him feel bad about that. So we had to do damage control because I lied. But I don't feel bad about that because in my mind, I'm married. Yeah. Yeah. I've been married before. I'm more married now than I was last time on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everyone can just kiss it because I've worked really hard to be here and to grow what we've grown. And it was the thought that she was going to belittle any part of what we have become. Right. I just couldn't take it. And we, my husband and I had this issue. We eloped. We got married without kids. I was seven months pregnant. Our whole relationship has been based around these kids. Yeah. We, we wanted something that was just for us. We mm -hmm. eloped with no one other than my best friend and her husband as our witnesses. Yeah. But because Karen had her nose out of joint that my husband didn't tell her that we were engaged or having a baby, he told her so that she was mentally prepared that we were getting married. Then she went and told Big J the day we got married that we got married, completely ruining the surprise that we had planned for the following weekend when the boys came home to us. See, how rude. And that's exactly what would have happened like in this situation. She didn't need to talk to Max about it. That's our place. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I really wanted to talk about though and we haven't? I don't like how the stepmom community is changing. Me neither. It's very toxic. It's getting and toxic. It's becoming filtered. Like, and I mean that in like the aesthetic way, like stop mm. making your life look perfect. That's never what we've been about. Right. You're going to hurt other stepmoms by making them think that they're not doing enough or they aren't like this. And that's right. not going to be healthy. How are and we going to actually have authentic friendships like that? And that's something that our listeners would have heard in our episode, The Daily Stepmom, when Lauren and I interviewed Jocelyn Flowers, because she's mm -hmm. talked about the exact same thing, the authenticity and that lack of community. And, you know, if everyone's displaying these unicorn relationships between bio mom and stepmom, that's not for everyone. That is not the norm for most people right or even with your own spouse yeah yeah that's something I'm seeing a lot of that is just not reality at least once a week I'm in tears or on the verge of them and my husband's angry about something because this life is very tumultuous and it always will be when you have a co-parent even just like sharing the realities of the schedule like we yeah. have 
we have like 22% care on paper. But like the reality of that is there's still two FaceTime calls a week and there's still, you know, any number of appointments and other things. It's not like the boys are here for their three nights a fortnight and that's all we have to do with them. Like our lives are dictated by, oh, it's Tuesday at 5pm, quick FaceTime call. Oh, it's Saturday at 8am. Like everything has to be so dictated Mm -hmm. by all of that. And then like like you said, the, the, the messages, the emails, the lawyers, letters all of these factors that come into play that's the reality and transition days that aren't always beautiful and kids running home into your arms happy some days it's full of tears and fighting like it's yeah it's messy it is and I think you sort of touched on something that I had said to you during the week Bex we were talking about something that was going on and I said when you and John are going through a rough patch and you're like wait are we going through a rough patch does it look like we're going through a rough patch and I'm like well you're not going through a rough patch, but you have all of these outside factors impacting your marriage. You, yeah. you and yeah. John might be solid, like, and for our listeners, like they might be solid with their husband, their spouse, their partner, whatever, but there's so many outside factors, you know, there's Karen, there's the kids, there's schedules, there's solicitors that can make things rough. Because you can be solid, but completely disconnected in those moments. That's something that that I really struggle with. I need to feel like we're on the same page and we're connected and close. And some of those things just draw you apart for a while. It's not forever and it's not a rough patch, but it's a thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay to recognize that. Right. Like, as I said to Bex when we were talking, I'm like, I hope I didn't offend you. I didn't mean that, you know, you and your husband's relationship is turning to shit. That's not what I meant it as. It's just like... Some days, just, I don't know. <laughs> but there's just so much else going on. You and him are solid, yeah. but it's yeah. everything outside of that that causes conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I know Tony, you and I have both cried to each other that like, is this the thing that may break us up? Yeah. And in the moment, you don't mean it, but you mean it because it's it's scary how many outside factors can affect your marriage. Yeah. We're gonna share with you some of our listener responses when we talked about this episode. Someone said, I am so lucky with my stepmom community. I've met some amazing stepmoms who are so supportive. And I feel that. I feel like I have those. Me too. Mm-hmm. I could use more, always. Always. Yes. Just saying. And one thing that yep. Madison and I keep talking about is we want to grow our Facebook community on our Facebook group because as you and I have talked about before, Bex, that some of the stepmom groups on Facebook can be very toxic. Oh, yeah. And we want to be a non-toxic stepmom group. So not really getting much traction there at the moment, but hopefully more people will find us and start using it as a way to connect. Yeah. Another stepmom made me sad because I feel this. She said, I definitely don't fit in. And that's part of this toxic change that's happening. I don't feel like I fit in. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of like the OG Instagram stepmoms. So where are all my people? Where What happened to you? Yeah. No one should be made to feel this way. Otherwise, why are we com- a community saying we're supporting each other? Right. Something's wrong here. And I think that's where we have to shift the focus from sometimes all the bad I think we focus so much sometimes on what Karen's doing or what, what's going on in that stuff. I find sometimes we just need to focus on what we're doing as stepmoms to cope. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. focus back on us, our homes, our families, our boundaries. Because if you're focusing on that, then no matter what the co-parenting dynamic is like for people, they can relate to that. Yes. Right. That's it. Another listener said that the stepmom community is a place I needed to be 
a part of in order to understand my role better, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. And that, I think that is the kind of support we should be giving each other. Yeah. And I think that that goes in line with what Bex is saying. If we're showing what we're doing, we can be more relatable to the rest of the stepmom community. I know my metaphors are always super lame, but we're just going to go with it. It's like we're all soldiers and we all have trench foot, right? But we're complaining about the water instead of teaching each other how to protect our feet. Yeah, it's perfect. So another stepmom wrote, my stepmom community is few and far between. It's been challenging finding anyone who can relate. Oh, I relate. Send me a message. (laughs) Yeah, we all relate. It's And I ended up, I think I've been talking to her almost nonstop. She's got a bit of a situation going on and I've been trying to offer her advice and I'm just like, the perfect person to probably talk to her about this at the moment is Lauren because they're both pregnant and they're both going through it and Karen's trying to, you know, dictate Uh, baby stuff. Yeah, (laughs) the worst. Mm -hmm. Just the worst. And I can relate, even though I went through it three years ago, I can still relate and we we want to be there for everyone. Even Bex. Bex wants to be there for everyone too. I'm not sure if you guys feel this way, but I feel like I used to get a lot more messages from random stepmoms who would then become friends. That has turned to a trickle. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, I would get total randos, right? And you say that, but then like two days later, you know their whole life story because like you you go through it with each other and compare notes and then all of a sudden you're like connected. And I just feel like that comfortability isn't there anymore. No, I have to admit over, I think it was last weekend, I had like three stepmoms reach out to me randomly, never spoken to them before. And they just poured their whole heart out to me because they had no one to turn to. And I was like, yes, this is what I live for. This is my passion project. I want to help you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So another one wrote in, and this is something that we've spoken about is twisted people using their platform and their community to press their false narrative. Mm, We all have a story to tell, but there's a way to tell that story. And as I said to someone who reached out to me going, oh, what, what is this toxic community? Are you talking about this page? And I said, everyone has a story. Bio mom has a story. Stepmom has a story. And somewhere in the middle is the truth. Yeah. But you can't take what this one particular stepmom account is saying and take it as gold. You know, no one knows the other side of the story. So why are you just believing everything that's posted? And some new information came to light for me is that, you know, the stepmom account's posting something saying it happened to her when it wasn't actually her that it happened to. Yeah. I think a massive red flag to watch out for is if there's a page that is full of what Biomum is doing, then it's probably not where you're going to find community. Like, again, if if everything is focused on what the other person is doing wrong, not about, you know, your home, your family, your values, you know, what you're learning as a stepmom, it's probably not going to be somewhere that you're going to find healthy community. Right. And one of our listeners, one of our listeners said too, when I was talking about this topic, that we need to stop bashing other stepmoms and that they'd heard it on like a podcast. And I was like, not not this one, right? <laughs> and I messaged her and she didn't respond back. She just liked my message. Um, oh. But I I think that it is healthy to talk about people to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Not ne- 
necessarily bashing other stepmoms, but there is some activity that you don't need to be a part of because it will bring you down. Absolutely. Toxic culture breeds toxic culture. And that's one thing that I think the three of us have been posting about is moving past that and not being a part of it. Because Mm -hmm. if all you're seeing is the negative aspects of being a stepmom, and like I reached out to a stepmom that's constantly bashing bio mom on her page. I'm like, do you need help to move past this unhealthy anger towards bio mom? Yeah. Because I was that stepmom at one point. I had an unhealthy anger towards Karen. Yeah. And I had to learn to move past that. Or it will eat you alive. Absolutely. And I think about bashing other stepmoms. That's something that if it's happening, it has to stop because there have been times where I was a bashable stepmom. I've not always had perfect moments. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the authenticity that needs to needs to come out again in the community none of us are perfect right so the the last one that i got was the overuse of the label narcissist without diagnosis or understanding which i know bex has a really good comment that she could come to this one yeah so i've been in therapy for a lot of years for a lot of things high five girl me too (laughs) but exactly i i referred to a lot of karen's behavior as narcissistic and this kind of thing and my therapist actually jumped in and went hold up I don't actually think that's what's happening here you know and I've had a couple of therapists say this like there definitely seems to be a genuine like personality disorder but it's not necessarily a narcissist behavior I think it is easy to just put that and I mean personality disorders do come with narcissism so it's not that it's not there but yes I did see that post that you're talking about Tony and I think that's really a valuable point I think a lot of times now anytime someone has a conflict with bio mum they're like oh co-parenting with a narcissist yeah it has its own hashtag it has like a a following (laughs) it it does but a co-parent could have narcissistic traits without being a narcissist yeah Yeah. I would say it's an overused term as a diagnosis like you know I think we could talk about the qualities more I think there's just different verbiage and we need to broaden the vocabulary like is she being selfish is is there's so many qualities Mm -hmm. that make up a narcissist that we could just hone in a little bit instead of using a broad term. But Absolutely. does it really say hashtag co-parenting with an asshole? Well, <laughs> maybe I mean, we I should start that. that. It's a bag of dick, Tony. <laughs> See, nothing goes over well, but it is so perfect. Yep. So on our Raising His Kids Instagram page, I had did a poll and 80% of our listeners think that without authenticity, the community will lose its integrity. And I had a stepmom reach out to me and she sent me a message and said, we have to be authentic and open in order to grow as a supportive community, mm-hmm. which I just loved. It's perfect. It really is. If we could all just put that in the bio of our Instagram pages as like a, a secret tag that this is a safe place. Yes. Right. Like I, I want like a like a secret, a code word. Well, you work on that and get back to us. Yeah. Oh, let us know. <laughs> we'll add it in. <laughs> Okay, so we had a stepmom write in for Stepmoms Anonymous. I think it's something that we could each chime in about. And it is, I'm about to meet the ex for the first time sometime this year. I need tips. Mm. Run away screaming. Don't do it. Mind you, she's been a stepmom for years. She is actually meeting, because um, I messaged her, I'm like, how long have you been a stepmom and everything for? She's been a stepmom for years. Her stepkids are grown adults and she's meeting bio mom 
for the first time at her stepdaughter's wedding. And I asked her how, oh, how well, did that's she, fine, then. I was like, how did you manage to go all this time without <laughs> meeting her? Like, I want to know. Right. So what jealous. is your secret? Yeah. I think the biggest thing here is going to be not feeling intimidated and whatever you can do to pump up your own ego and to know that you are not in competition with this woman. Yeah. Be polite. Just hello and goodbye. Like it doesn't need to be anything. There's no relationship there and there doesn't need to be. Right. Right. And I had said to her since she was meeting at stepdaughter's wedding, was it possible that stepdaughter could arrange a meeting like a day or two beforehand where they could meet so that it got rid of any awkwardness and if there was any conflict, it didn't arise at the wedding? Mm. Because that would be a bag of dicks if the meeting goes down like a lead balloon and causes drama at stepdaughter's right. wedding. I, I think so. Strangers, like I don't really see them as needing to have much to do with each other by this yeah. point. Like, can and, you be polite but move on? Right, and there'll be so many people around that it should be a nice buffer to. They don't have to sit on each other's laps. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, that'd be my thought. What was it that I was saying when I tried to deliver papers to Bio Mom recently? I went chin up, chest out, chin up, <laughs> chest out, and I was literally saying it out loud to myself as I pulled up to her house. It was on the recording that you sent me and you're just like pumping yourself up as you walked up her driveway. Yeah. And then as I walk away, I went, oh, that didn't go well. (laughs) You tried, you tried. But my chin was up, so. It was. Alrighty. Well, I think that's all we have time for. So thanks, Bex, for joining us. It's been fun. It's been so fun. Thanks, Bex. It was good to be here. Do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you and did you want to plug anything else while you're on here so i have my little corner of instagram at uh rebecca which is r-e-b-e-k-k-a-h dash louise and i literally talk about everything from stepmom life to mum life to budgeting to being slightly low tops all of that stuff so i'm a bit of a mixed bag in that corner of the internet and that page has links to uh the podcast that my husband and i do together and my blog that i write so that's pretty much the best place to find me exactly Um, we'll put everything in our show notes so that our listeners know where to find you thank you thanks thank you thanks for having me guys i'll talk to you soon all right bye bye all right guys well thank you for listening to another episode of raising his kids you can find this anywhere you listen to your podcast make sure to like and follow we'd love a comment because we want to keep these conversations going and another good way to contact us is through our instagram page raising his kids you can also find us on facebook and if you haven't already please join our facebook group and be a part of our supportive stepmom community and don't forget to leave us a review bye bye